0: hi everybody welcome to discover college soccer today i'm lucky enough to be joined by coach barnes up at iu south bend welcome coach
1: thank you very much for having me
0: yeah thanks for being here i think man i haven't been to south bend in probably <laughs> 35 years uh when i went to a notre dame blue gold game uh <laughs> when when lou holtz was coaching but uh That's a couple years ago yeah just a few but uh you know when i was coaching i used to, i worked the uh the IU Bloomington camps, uh, they're they're the the, the mothership, but right. uh, but you guys are, are an NAI program up north there in Indiana. So, how is that in terms of you know I guess right now being we're talking February, recruiting. What's your calendar like being being an NAIA program and and kind of where do you sit right now and and how you're you're getting your roster yeah. set up.
1: Found found a little bit of stability uh, to help start the program in 2019. Right, as you know, COVID pretty much hit. And uh, it's been a crazy road up until this point. And now, you know, when teams weren't even playing, trying to pull kids in without a recruiting base. But uh, we've had, a, had 15 kids come in last year, seven or eight kids come in, players come in this next year. And, uh, uh, you know, just still – you know, finishing up a couple, you know, two thousand twenty-fours, but the twenty-fives and twenty-six. It's a nice Grand Park uh down there in Indianapolis. You know, Westfield is uh only about an hour and a half away. So using travel down 31 to catch quite a few of those games. Um to, you know, really focus on a lot on the two thousand twenty-fives and twenty-sixes. But uh, you know, things are going well and got a nice recruiting base and uh, you know, looking forward to this weekend.
0: For sure. Well, but besides, uh, you know, Grand Park, which, it, you know, is always a hotbed in the, in the Midwest there, w- what are some of the other events you like to get to places you like to go kind of where, where's your, your must
1: stops? Yeah, I, I tell you what, the, the reputation of, you know, with the IU, you know, it's an IU education. So if, if you go to Bloomington or South Bend, you're getting the exact same degree, which is the marketability. The professors are incredible. I think almost kind of a little bit of an advantage, you know, the average class size is one professor to 15 students, uh, which is which is incredible. And even the university was set up, it's like almost during the depression, it's like, how can we give an IU degree uh, to the north side of the state? And then Chicago's only an hour and a half away, Michigan is about five miles away over the border. Uh, done incredible, uh, some nice recruiting out of Ohio, you know, I was at Ohio Wesleyan for 19 seasons and the uh, tuition rates are getting up to sixty, seventy thousand dollars 70000 And when we have an in-state tuition, it's $7,000. And even with the Ohio kids, it's only $10,500 for tuition. Uh, really focusing on, uh, you know, Western Indiana has been incredible. Illinois has been outstanding. And then, you know, Michigan and Ohio, they're strong points. And almost everybody's going to be at the uh, cross roads you know tournament in indy uh watching a lot of the uh you know local uh even up in chicago kind of call that local as well watching their club teams play and then just going over the border in michigan you know it's been great there's a time where it's if we had a little bit more national base kind of go down to disney and stuff like that but it's just a you know almost a waste of time when everybody's playing right here
0: sure no it makes sense well does the I know for, for NAI, it's a little bit different, but does the, the transfer portal, junior college recruiting, international recruiting, does that kind of come into your purview at all?
1: Well, what's interesting is with you know like the international, I know some schools are kind of built that way. Basically, it'd be an out-of-state uh, student, and you know are our, are our out-of-state and even out of our the quadrant. Like we'll give a tuition remission with Ohio, Illinois, Michigan, so it's nice that it'll knock it off about uh almost half which is great but a lot of even the international students they'll, they'll just say hey we have a budget of like $8,000 per year or 10,000 and it's like uh, you know we're we're not funded where we're going to give out a lot of money internationally and there's so much talent here locally like to give them top priority anyway so that that really does not play into my recruiting
0: okay well, what about ID camps? Uh, that seems to be all the rage these days. Everybody's got their own, but there's some of the, the multi-school ones or anything like that to you or your staff. Well, first of all, do you guys have your own ID camps? Secondly, do you and your staff work other ID camps? Kind of Is that part of your recruiting equation?
1: Yeah, there was a time, uh, you know, prior occupation, you know, prior job, uh, you know, would go to other, maybe other schools, ID camps. But what's great is uh, we have benefited incredibly. I charge absolutely nothing. Started this in in COVID. And I, I would hear from a club coach, it's like, man, my players, they're paying uh, an uh, exorbitant amount of money. And basically 100 kids show up and they could really care less about my kids. And with my D camps, I think we brought in about 15 or 16 two falls ago. And I think 13 pretty much committed. You know, on the spot, they were uh, highly valued, highly recruited players. You get around the players, the coaching staff, you know, the alums, you know, that graduated the year before. And it's just like, hey, hey you know, I love the location. We're in a great college town right next to a little bit lesser known institution of Notre Dame. is just two miles up the road. But, uh, you know, great college town. And then once they get on campus and, you know, kind of the nice thing is, Somebody's like, hey, it's not costing a hundred and some odd dollars. I'm going to bring a buddy in. And sometimes you just, you know, you get some great players that come in, uh, you know, with their friends. And it's just been one of the biggest and best recruiting tools we've had. And like I said, it's it's not money driven. We just want to get the top players on campus. And it's, you know, you get in front of the uh, staff, you get with the players. And I think especially coaching female athletes, you know, the comfort of, you know, the players you're going to be playing with, I think is very, very important. And I think a lot of those players have picked that up. It's like, hey, I want to, this is who I want to do battle with.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. Um, well, whether it's at camp or crossroads or at any of these things, kind of what makes up the hierarchy of, of things you're looking for in a player, whether that's on the field attributes or off the field attributes?
1: Yeah, you know, obviously you're looking for a different position, different type of players. Obviously athleticism is, a, is kind of a good start. Um, even along with that, you know, what's your movement, you know, your first touch movement off the ball, how, how engaged are you as a player? I remember, you know, one of my favorite recruits throughout the years, it was her third game playing a college team. They were up three zero and the ball's going out of bounds and she's sliding out of bounds, you know, to save it, picks it up, hits a nice ball. And to have that kind of determination and just that type of energy, um, you know what what do you bring to the game and if it's an outside back are you are you getting into the attack if it's a forward how hard are you defending you know midfielders kind of your vision you know just just kind of those players are trying to take the the game to the next level and uh playing with a lot of passion
0: yeah that's good 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 stuff for folks to hear especially uh position specific um well let's you know let's talk a little bit more about the school you know kind of it being uh i call them branch campuses but uh you know that's what i think hopefully most people call them but kind of talk about what what makes the school itself unique and and some awesome things you found about it but also kind of weaving in how does that fit into it being part of iu
1: yeah i tell you what and it's neat with the uh Being part of IU, the name, the education you're getting a Big Ten education, so it is a huge benefit. You know, being under the Indiana University name, which is tremendous. What's What's great about IU South Bend, from you know, being in a good college town. um, We have about, especially coaching women's soccer, we have about a 65% female population. They can females can major in whatever they like, but we have from dental hygiene, we have nursing we have education, we have some uh, degrees that are just very attractive to uh, female soccer players and their grade point averages are off the roof. Uh, And the wide variety of majors that we have, the uh, professors are all teaching their courses, which once you get into bigger institutions, they're usually doing the research and have graduate assistants doing their work. So every single professor is teaching their courses they take a lot of time and effort and energy and it could be from our we have a great medical program and our head of the dr drannik and the medical department spend so much time and effort even with every single recruit uh they, they really value the individual and they're the ones that are writing you know your recommendations you know for further opportunities and it's just a kind of a tight-knit community um but a wide variety of uh educational opportunities here on campus
0: that's great well you mentioned the academic side of things and, and a lot of incoming student athletes into college that's where they struggle right balancing the the demands of a, of a college soccer program and, and the academics so how do your student athletes really balance the two and and what kind of support systems does the school offer to to help them
1: yeah what's what's great first and foremost uh you know obviously the academics are top on the list along with that i would say how they balance that um even talking with (laughs) i've had player this past season she came in with 72 credits college credits in the dental hygiene and i'm like are you going to dental hygiene she's like oh no i would have had that degree basically she's this she's only in her second semester and uh she's like no i'm getting my full doctorate in dentistry so i'll you know be the high high tier and this is a freshman talking to me about sorting out her schedule. So she's taking a lot of upper levels. And during the first semester may take 12 credit hours. You know, uh, she even asked the questions like, hey, I'm talking with my advisor, uh, class offer on Tuesday and Friday. Uh, I know we have a bunch of games. I don't wanna miss this uh, lab on Tuesday. So how about Friday practices? I'm like, usually it's a game So we'll practice before and after. So here is an extraordinary student. Uh, planning her her first semester schedule uh, in a very rigorous um, and then in the off like right now uh, it's nice and kind of a nice thing with NAI with the training in the off season. we're pretty much going February March and April instead of the 15 practices one play date so uh, it's very advantageous and even just the enjoyment of coaching your athletes in the offseason has been great um, but then I'd say in the you know, in the spring, especially we have from nursing degrees to dental hygiene. Obviously, they're, they're taking quite a few courses that uh, they'll take probably a few extra credit or extra classes and they're all over the place class wise. But I know we're going like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then Friday, we'll have an extra session for people that have you know missed throughout the week. So nice time bringing in two or three players to kind of make up uh you know, maybe time missed with the team. Um, So it's it's just kind of working around schedules, but making sure, you know, the academics are first and foremost, but then, you know, working with their schedules and any reason for me to get out of the office and knock the ball around. It's always enjoyable.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can't argue with that. Well, (laughs) do me a favor. Let's rewind back to say October, kind of the heart of that conference schedule. Can you walk me through what a typical week for a player is going to look like when our classes, meals, practices, the game canes, what, what would a typical week look like?
1: Gotcha. Uh, absolutely. What, what's kind of nice, our classes are Monday through Thursday and basically Fridays are off. Um, and sometimes there'll be labs scheduled on Friday to open up those majors with, you know, science oriented. Um, but basically a typical, I even go back to kind of preseason, We come in right around August 7th two weeks before school starts. Um, And then kind of another nice advantage, we can have games in August. So I think this next year, maybe we have one the 23rd, the 27th, 30th. So it's kind of opens up our schedule a little bit. I know there's times where maybe we'd have a Tuesday game and then maybe do a tournament, a Saturday, Sunday, or Friday, Saturday. We obviously don't have to do that when we're stretching out 18 Uh, regular season games, and then two scrimmages. Uh, So a typical week, you know, it's basically two weeks of preseason, then our games start, Um, let's say Monday practice, four to six. Tuesday, same thing. Wednesday game, uh, practice four to six on Thursday. Friday, we go 10 to noon, and then Saturday game, and then Sunday's off. Uh, And it's nice with our travel. Obviously, nine games are pretty much home. And then we have from Holy Cross here in town, we played St. Mary's. We have Bethel goes, you know, in a very short uh, and then uh, most of our Chicago schools were in the Chicago Land conference about an hour and a half away on average. So it's uh, not not too bad traveling. Uh, and then we have St. Ambrose and Davenport, which is about three and a half hours. You know, we'll just go there on a Saturday and Viterbo uh, joined our conference there up in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Almost got to catch the Ohio State you now being a Notre Dame game, but then Viterbo joined our conference on that same exact day, and I'm traveling six and a half hours oh, to uh, <laughs> miss a very exciting game.
0: Well, <clears throat> well, I don't know i I would never choose a, a, a college football game over over a soccer game. So oh, no. that's just me. That's just me. Oh, no, no doubt. <laughs> oh, no,
1: I just want to do everything, man. Exactly. Especially right when that's... Columbus comes to South Bend.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just not enough hours in the day. Well, <laughs> let's talk a little bit more uh, about the team. Um, you know, is, is there a roster size that, that you're trying to hit that you fi- find is ideal?
1: Man, oh man. A few years ago, it's like, Hey, I'll take 11 healthy bodies and coming out and that we're in a great, great situation. And it's amazing how, you know, just the, uh, how the program has grown. I think right now with recruits, i have about 27, you know, which is great. Uh, you know, some of the players, I would say kind of non, non-recruited. non They're great kids. They've been huge to the program. We would not be around if we did not have those just diehards, just facing adversity and they're rearranging schedules. But, uh, you know, the way the recruiting's gone the last couple of years, I would say we're at about one and a half. We'll, we'll be at basically two kind of recruiting cycles, two two classes on the teams. Uh, but, you know, I would, I'd say, you know, between maybe twenty five and thirty and you know, have two or three goalkeepers uh and you know, field players and you're going through injuries, but uh you know, I still think we're probably you know if we were to have another big, you know, recruiting class, you know, next year, the year after just to kind of solidify it and tighten it up. But don't like to have too many. It's just tough tough being on that far side of the bench sometimes.
0: Absolutely. Well, besides uh a roster of players, uh there's the staff. So talk to me about your staff. You know, how big is it? What roles does everybody play? What kind of maybe other support staff are there in the athletic department that help out with the team?
1: Yeah, with uh, our, our training staff is unbelievable. Uh, Kara and Lauren and Trista, they do an amazing job. They're part of Beacon Health. And not only is our head trainer, you know, our head trainer, but also on faculty, she gets a lot of the trainers for the area high schools and even colleges, and she'll even fill out with some of the area colleges uh, so great, great staff and going through COVID, they were worth their weight in gold. Um, but I have Jay Fraymaler, who was, uh, area club coach worked with, uh, and actually went to Purdue, area club coach, high school coach, South Bend did great things with, uh, Adams high school, you know, took them, they were battling teams like, uh, St. Joseph and Penn high school, two great programs, even nationally where, uh, I think it was, uh, Penn was the national champ in 2017, but he's a great coach and, uh, on staff working with the goalkeepers and myself and, uh, then have some, um, some area coaches that are helping out on the recruiting side I Have Mitch Hebron. who's out in, uh, Western Indiana. He's an Ohio guy from Cleveland, the internationals. And, uh, he sent me some tremendous players and he's I think he's taken over a semi pro team. And, uh, uh a club out in western indiana valparaiso area so it's just great having a little little bit of a pipeline and just some help um but other than that you know it's pretty small you know operation and uh and even to help out the students from the tutoring to our library system is incredible it's almost impossible to fail and i think our team gpa was a three two three three with everybody's uh, kind of the beauty of coaching female soccer players you, you really don't have to worry about that
0: yeah that's uh mm-hmm. it's usually the most most female uh soccer coaches <laughs> have that that benefit at least the ones I've interviewed that's for sure yeah, making
1: you well, look good <laughs>
0: that's right that's right well <laughs> now now I got to train the guns on you though coach kind of how do you describe your your style of coaching the style of play that you're looking to implement kind of that team culture what's that look like
1: uh, uh as a forward you know, playing the game, I love a good attacking style. I'm a big Liverpool fan, and uh, I would love to at some point mimic that. Obviously, we played quite a bit of defense this past season, but just, uh, you know, going forward dynamically, uh, uh, can we attack from multiple positions? Um, the I would say more or less a player's coach, you know, I'm going to work with you. What can we do to fulfill your goals on and off the field, off uh, – you know, if we need meetings just to to help you out, or just you know, making a fun, enjoyable environment. Uh, you know, we're going to goal quite a bit. A lot of on the ball, not doing tedious. Uh, you know, just setting up a million cones and trying to take the player in a crazy dimension. It's like, hey, you know, as a player, I be basically coaching. is like if I were a player, what kind of environment would I want to to be in, and how to player you know, come in from another institution and, and it was a little bit different, a little bit more tense. And I, I, I don't know how to put it. And she's like, man, just the, the progression, just the enjoyment, the battle. And we did quite a few from 1v1s to 3v2s, you know, kind of going out. It's pretty rigorous. And she just absolutely loved it. And, uh, you know, let the let the players work and let them kind of solve problems on their own and come out afterwards and see see if we could get just get better every day. Awesome. Well, we're
0: talking in the off season and you mentioned it a little bit earlier, uh, that you have a little bit more freedom, you know, being part of the NAI with your off season. So just real quick, kind of tell me what does that off season entail? What does it look like? What are the players going to be doing?
1: Yeah, this is great. We'll go, uh, like I said, probably Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, four to six, and then we'll have some fitness on the off days. And once again, trying to respect, um, you know, the player schedules, uh, trying to, you know, we're, we're trying to get fit. I'm not, you know, it, it was kind of interesting even when I was at Ohio Western, where we had some extraordinary teams and we're playing a lot of division one teams and even competing, beating nationally ranked teams. And we're just going three or four times a week maybe for uh, you know, they're, they're trying to keep their grades up. And then you know these other teams are hey well we have plies at six a.m. we're lifting at seven a.m. we're having a practice for four hours you know it's just like you got to be kidding me it's like you guys are putting forty hours of work week in the off season you're probably burnout just mentally and physically stressed so kind of you know in the off season still want to get some touches but definitely want to you know get a nice fitness base you know for the off season but doing it in a you know I think in a, a realistic manner um where and you know if they're getting good grades enjoying themselves and obviously still keeping fit i i think that's a that's a good balance so we're going three times a week and then you know fitness whether they're in pairs or small groups they're getting together player I have a player that was coming off uh, a slight illness like i want to go home for the weekend it's like absolutely you know it's not like we got you for the whole time but you know once you get back you know, get back into the Swing and uh, we have three. Uh, we have two scrimmages. We have uh, Kokomo and uh, buddies up in Adrian, up in Michigan. They're going to come down. And then we have Ancilla, which is a local uh, community college, you know, coming in. So we'll have games, you know, in April when the weather breaks a little bit. So,
0: okay. Awesome. Well, coach, you, you've been generous with your time. I really appreciate all this information. I got one last question for you. You know, you've been in the, in the college soccer game for, for quite a long time. So I'm sure you've got some some great information. So if you had to boil it down to just one piece of advice that you'd want to share to, to any recruits listening to this or watching this video, uh, w- what would you want them to know?
1: Man, I, I think one thing is just love the game, you know, figure out why you play the game. Don't put the stresses on, did I play great? Or maybe it's a pair, maybe it's a fan, you know, just, man, I think Ronaldinho is just always play with a smile on his face and you could just see that love of the game and the passion for the teammates. It's basically enjoy every single moment of the game and through COVID, you know, isolation and not playing. That was an absolute, like a prison. I know for myself, you know, for others, but they just keep, keep loving it and be a great teammate and, Go after it. Give it all you got. And don't worry about it.
0: Love it. Well, Coach, really appreciate the time. Wish you the best of luck as you wrap up all your recruiting and your spring season and hopefully uh, get back after it in the fall and and get some more wins.
1: Matt, I appreciate that. And anytime you need anything, let me know.
0: Likewise. Take care.
1: We'll see you.